Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. As promised, special edition Monday Night WEEI. Uh, lucky to have, well, not Brad Foe. We're unlucky to have Rob here. Hi, Rob. How you doing, buddy? I'm playing for the tie, right? You, you are. I'm today. playing for the you, you have my, uh, yeah, well, you're, my issues, and but you have the excellence of Rich Hill. Yeah, you yeah. lower the bar here, and then Rich Hill This uh, is, by the way, the, broadca- the, this is the broadcast team for uh, 2026. Are you going to break the news right now? Yeah. The three of us are yeah, in the booth? Right, right. Rich, how about that curveball right there? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Hill joining us. Rich, thanks for coming in, man. How are Mike, you? Thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks for the invite. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing well. Everything's going well. Thanks. Uh, you come with uh, high praise. Uh, I've heard, not only just Joe Castiglione think the world of you as a person and a pitcher. But he has said on many occasions, you are going to be really good at this job when you want to do it. Whenever you want to do it, whether it's radio or TV, he thinks you're going to be very good. Do you want to eventually I do think this and talk I, sports? I, you know, I, I really do enjoy it. I, I enjoy talking baseball and, you know, specifically baseball and also sports in general. But, you know, Joe's the best. He's, he's you know, one of a kind and, and you know, an icon in Boston. So it's something that, uh, you know, Coming from him means a lot, and and uh, you know it's it's uh, something that you know when it comes down the line, it's something that will. What's we'll your take on Bailey Zappi? I'm testing you right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, let's go. I, no, I, yeah, my take is I think they're going to be a not a not a playoff team. So uh, I mean, let's not see? get our hopes up oh, so high. My goodness. Right, there you go. Pa- There's the headline the right there. He, Rich Hill, Patriots not a playoff team. He's not team. afraid to criticize. It's good. It's That's like my, just calling it, it like it is. It is what it is. It I is think. what it is. I have Brady, I'm a big Brady fan. So yeah. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Ooh, really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, so I got to scratch a stitch. We'll get to some important baseball stuff in a second. But you saw a picture of, of Dale Arnold here in studio, right? We're, so there we go. Rich, well, Rich and I the same. I just realized, like, I, it doesn't hit me because I'm like really small, and he's like actually like a, an adult, and I'm like a child. <laughs> like we're the same age, and so we grew up with EEI at like the same exact same time. Thing, yeah. Did you grow up as like an EEI guy? Were you listening to Glenn? Listening to Dale? Listening yeah, listen, to yep, the, we, the morning we, show? Like, yeah. Yeah, we really? had, we yeah we had him on in the car driving you know wherever down the Cape or to some you know baseball tournament right before the static kicked in and the station <laughs> that disappeared. Yeah, I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was right. Yeah, the antenna wasn't working. <laughs> the first thing he says, the first thing, so he sees the picture of Dale, 
And he goes, is that Glenn Ordway? <laughs> and then he goes, and then he, then he then to double down on it, he said, hot dog safari. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and immediately, as a radio junkie, like, I, like we were listening to the same shows. Like, yeah. Eddie at Sup and Down's doing live shows, Rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were, yeah, we're listening to it in the old Cadillac, the 1979 no Cadillac. No seatbelts. Yeah, no, just in the no. back, listening to the, the hum of the axle and falling asleep in the back of the car, yeah. That's basically, the, yeah, that's what that's our that's our promo, right? Listen to the, yeah. hum, of the hum of the axle and, uh, and Mike Manansky from 8 to 9. Well, we do, I, I do post-game and pre-game for the Red Sox, and obviously, Rich, you know, the expectations were much higher than what the result was. And, and I'm curious, as you look back on, I've had a couple weeks maybe to think about it, like, where do you feel like there was a moment where you you sort of realize we're not going to be the team that we thought we're going to be in spring training? Yeah, I think you know obviously it's it's very evident when you look out at the monster and you see the standings every single day and you start to see you know fifteen games, sixteen games, you know, and then you kind of come back and you're in the fourteen games, you know, thirteen games, twelve games. Okay, we're making some some moves and we're getting gaining some ground, but um, yeah, I think I think ultimately, obviously, the the goal was to uh, at at one point in the season to sneak into the playoffs with the wild card. Um, obviously, with that not happening, I think that's something that. Uh, has to be addressed this offseason and, and retool the team to, to get back into that championship form because there is no rebuilding in Boston. And, you know, uh, you had mentioned that uh, that it was something that wasn't going to come to fruition, and, and but the team was built to win. You know, unfortunately, we were uh, impeded by injuries, and I think that's something that sometimes you can use that as an organization and say that, and, I, and you hear it over and over again. And, yeah, isn't it an excuse? 100%. Um, but you know, this year it, it actually was a reality, and it's something that you know when you when you saw certain guys going down, and, and it became kind of a uh, epidemic in July where we lost a lot of players, a lot of key guys. That was something that you can't really get around to a certain point when you have so many guys going down. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's where I don't think it is. You know, that's the reality of it. So I'm not making an excuse for the organization, but I think that that's something that you know it was very difficult to navigate through. Um, and doing the best that we could with 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 the guys that we had, and and that's no disrespect to the guys that we did have. It was just that um, the experience factor that comes in when you talk about the AL East and you talk about the beast of the East, which is you know the toughest division in baseball, no doubt. I've played for eleven organizations in the big leagues, fourteen organizations total in my career, and there's no question that the AL East is the toughest division in baseball to play in. You know, you go back to you know. The, the perception of the team, the Red Sox, the 2022 Red Sox, and I remember standing on, you, on the field in Houston with you, and at that time, it literally came down to, like, why you, whether or not you're going to be traded. I mean, mm-hmm. you were one of the – I think three guys would be fair, fair to say after Vasquez was mm-hmm. traded, there were three guys we were keeping an eye on. You – Avaldi, JD Martinez, mm-hmm. and and you knew that too, right? Yeah, mean, right. No, I knew that. I but my my honestly, my observation of it was that I didn't want to go anywhere because I believed that we were going to be able to sneak into the playoffs. I did. I honestly thought that we were going to be able to get into the wild card and put ourselves in a position to to do something. But that's my point. Is that so? Yeah. If if you look at what Heim did, then it was. It was you held on to JD, and I don't know what he was offered, but he held on to JD. He held on to you. He held on to Valdi. And there the, uh, was there this feeling of okay, let's go, or was there still that uh, discomfort because you traded one of the guys? You know, you traded Vasquez. What what was that feeling heading? Because that's really you went to Kansas City and, and lost a couple 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 tough games there. What was the feeling heading into August after the trade deadline? 
Well, I feel, you know, obviously getting Reese McGuire and having him come over, and he did an excellent job for he us. He did, and yeah. Was, you know, behind the dish and being able to handle the, the staff the way he did, and, and I think he has a bright future in front of him as well. I, You know, but, yeah, I think when a guy like Vasky, who who has been part of uh, championships and, and uh, you know, such a pillar of the uh, roster over the, over the last – you know, half a decade in, in Boston. It, it is something where a guy like that gets traded out. There's, you know, a little bit of a reverberation through the clubhouse. Well, house. J.D. said, J.D. said once that happened, we thought all, all of us were gone. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was, you know, and, and being through enough trade deadlines, um, you know, as a professional and, and what is expected, you, you understand that that is something that could possibly happen. So it's not it's not such a shock when it does happen. I think, yes, when you're younger, you know, you say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I, got, I can't believe I got traded. I thought this was going to be my home forever, and this was going to be the team that I was going to, you know, be with until I retire. But that's not – you realize it's a business really quick. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, obviously with, with Vasky going to, to Houston and now seeing, you know, being able to have the opportunity to play in the ALCS. Yeah, good for him, man. As we just uh, were caught up on, the Yankees are heading into the ALCS as well. Um, Here you go. Here's your prediction. Vasquez hits the game-winning home run to beat the Yankees in the World Series. Or in the, uh, I sorry, like Rich's prediction better the Patriots aren't a playoff team. Uh, <laughs> that was a hotter take than Vasquez. Um, I, but he, a home run. He, he was playing for the tie in, in takes, so saying Tampa's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it could still as, a, as a Brady guy, as <laughs> yeah. Team Tom over Team Bill, yeah, I, I yeah. might be rooting yeah. for Rich Hill. Rich Hill joining us in studio. Since Rob brought the trade deadline, you know, Hyam's here for the trade deadline. He flies to Houston, then additionally goes to Kansas City and has an open door. There's like multiple meetings. From the outside, like multiple meetings, conversations. I will be there. Were those needed, Rich, because there was some miscommunication, do you think, between the guys in the clubhouse and the front office, that trip that he made to talk to everybody and get everyone back on the same page? No, I think it was just, yeah, I think it was, you know, from from Heim's perspective, just saying like, hey, this is where we're at and this is the team that we have and we believe this is the team that can get us into the postseason. And I thought that was really, you know, very respectful of him coming in and talking to us as, as a group as a whole. Um, you know, it's not easy to do in front of, you know, 26 guys that, you know, just had one of their uh, major guys in, in, in the locker room get traded away and understanding that, you know, the, there's still the confidence from the front office and the coaching staff that this, this group, ha- we have the guys that can get it done. Now, obviously, we're, we're not in that position right now, so that is something that a lot of things that happen, like I said, with, with the injuries, uh, you know, timely hitting. Um, you know, us taking responsibility, getting deeper in the game. What I mean by us is me personally as a, as a starting pitcher, and I take a lot of responsibility for that, not being able to get into the sixth and seventh inning. Um, now, however, we look at that with a multitude of different kind of outcomes that could have happened um, with, you know, numbers and, and matchups and however we want to uh, color it. Um, in my opinion, it's still my job to be able to be efficient enough to give the confidence to AC to go out there and keep me in the game. Um, you know, I think that's something that all of us would would say that we could have done better. You know, it's then you go to the at the end of the year, you have Plawecki traded, and you know you said what you said, but I, I think that you spoke for a lot of people, and this was an, you know tough decisions have to be made in terms of rosters. But it opens up the door to a bigger conversation, and it's a conversation which I, you know, I've talked about a lot in baseball these days. And we talked with Mitch Moreland, Brock Colt. You go down the line. I've talked to you about it. 
where baseball is going in terms of valuing the guys in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. the guys who are not necessarily going to hit over 200, yeah. but the guys who are, are really important to hold a group together. Um, do you think that baseball is going to come back to that? Because to me, they clearly have gone away from it a little bit in terms of roster building. It's been more of like, hey, you know what? I know that you might not necessarily be a good clubhouse guy, and I'm not, but your spin rate is really, really good. So we're going to take a flyer on it. Will it come back to that, or is it still spiraling out of control in terms of, hey, you know, we're not, we're not going to prioritize clubhouse guys? Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely going to come back to that because when we talk about what the main goal of every team, what should it be, is to win the World Series. And how are you going to construct a roster that has quality guys that are, you know, that, that is their main goal is to, is, is to go out there and give their best, obviously, every single time that they put on the uniform. But there's pride in putting on the uniform. And there's also, you know, the ability to – be there for the guy next to you and and have that unselfish type of character in that player to come into a locker room and provide that type of energy. And every team that I've been on that has gone to the postseason, has gone to the World Series, I mean, I can tell you that the, the, the quality of the, the player and the man in the locker room was extremely important to those teams and it meant a lot to winning. Now, Yes, does winning solve a lot of problems? Sure, it does. But when you have quality guys in the locker room that you know can help each other out and be able to be there for each other and, and, and really connect and have that type of bond, that family-type bond, and, and, and you know not so much just a work relationship but also outside of the field, uh, something that definitely contributes to on the field. And you see that, like you said, you played for a lot of teams. Yep. I don't know if you know that. You played for a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but uh, you played for a lot of teams, and you've, yeah. and you've played in some big games. you played in World Series. Yeah. And, and so you've seen the direct correlation between what you're talking about and winning teams. Right. I mean, I'm just looking right now on my phone. I see Phillies, Padres. we got Yankees and Houston, right? So Houston, that team has been together for a while now, okay? And they've added some really good guys to come into the clubhouse example Vasquez, Vasquez yeah and you're looking at Phillies the Phillies which have added some really quality Shorter. guys sure yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, Bryce Harper yeah um, you know and, and and now we're looking at the Padres who have been together for over five years now at least going on into that kind of five-year mark where there's been a core group of guys in that Phillies locker room that understand what the common goal is and you know the guy who I would say there is really the manager I mean I think that yeah, like that's Bob the, Melvin, right? Yeah, I mean absolutely. this is like they this you had to reel in a lot of that talent, and he would be the guy. But and then you have um, what's the last team? The Yankees, right? Yeah, the Yankees, yeah. and I mean that's that's you know there's there's a core group of guys there that have that have come together. You know, with with Judge and Stanton. Stanton's been there for a little bit now, and I mean that that's the thing where you have the guys that are coming together, and you have a, a core group of guys, but then you you're adding quality people, hmm. and but you know you obviously the the. I think sometimes we're valuing, you know, the ability of play over, you know, what can be a detriment into the clubhouse. So how how do you do that though, Rich? Like how do you get again, uh, I, I pick you, your executive to get get your head out of that spreadsheet and to figure out it's not about just what the, you know, what the batting average balls in play like to focus on that part of it. Whose job is that? Is it players to communicate that? Is it managers? Like how do you get I think that mix of both. Yeah, I think it's everybody's. I mean, that's what when you have when you have a team and you have a common goal, it's from top to bottom. It doesn't matter if you're 
selling hot dogs or the, 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 and what I mean by that is that it's everybody is in this together. Okay. And everybody has to, and you, if you have that type of vibration or, you know, that type of, uh, external feeling that is going on, it definitely feeds over into the clubhouse and everybody understands that they are part of this championship season. And that's what I mean from the vendors to the, you know, the, the people taking tickets to the front office. It's, it sounds, you know, a little bit off the wall, but it, it is, that is, yeah. how, it, it, it is serious. <laughs> It is yeah. really take that take that into account for, you know, over the last decade and a half and how the feeling was here in Boston when championship teams were being rattled off left and right. You had the Celtics winning, the Bruins were winning. That's you know, another one. Patriots. That's another in your wheelhouse, right? Celtics. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. But that, what, what I'm saying is that, you know, the entire city felt connected to these teams and they felt part of these championship teams. And so, in turn – you know, to your question, Mike, is like whose responsibility is it? It's it's you know asking the questions, calling calling a player that might have played with these guys, you know, and you're asking trying to form you know a a you know a paint a picture that is going to be close to what you're going to have coming into the clubhouse, and that's it. It really does matter. But it's it's just because what you're saying, it sounds like the frustration I hear from fans who call on the stage. I'll give you and I'll, your your teammate Xander Bogarts is the example mm-hmm. because on the spreadsheets he's north of thirty now. Power wasn't there. Defensive range is not there. And so maybe he's not worth whatever the exe- exe- certain executives think of him. The fans love the guy. He was the guy, even when Mookie Betts was here, was answering right. questions to the media, like yeah. legit clubhouse leader. And so it's like yeah. I get frustrated because like, how does an executive not recognize that sort of value as a guy in the clubhouse? Yeah, and I mean, you're not going to find a better guy than Xander. I mean, he is he – is, I don't. I, that's it. I don't know what else to say about him. I mean, we can go on and on and on. He's he's probably one of the best teammates I've ever played with, um, and I think that you know the value in that alone is what is you know how you know yeah. You, in my opinion, yes, he 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 should be a Red Sox for life, and you know it is it is something that uh, the movement and the game that has happened you know so frequently, and and uh, kids become connected to a player. And now I'm just speaking as far as like the health of the game and the growing of the game where you have, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm a big Xander Bogarts fan as a kid. And, you know, all of a sudden he gets traded or, you know, he signs somewhere else as a free agent. You know, now you lose that kind of connection to the team and to the player. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a big, you know, health of, uh, you know, quality of, of, of where MLB is going and where they're taking the game. That's another conversation where they're cutting minor league teams and they're cutting the draft. It's, 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 you know, drives me nuts. But as far as a guy that you can keep in the clubhouse and maintain in Xander Bogarts, you're not going to find a better guy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go ahead, Rob. No, well, I'm just saying the, you know, it's funny you said that about the health of the game, right? I mean, this is a big topic of conversation now. And we have the rule changes. 
and you know, I, we can ask you all about those, and you know, you all have opinions. Uh, you don't have to worry about the pitch clock, though, because you don't have to worry about the pitch clock. Because I don't know if you know this, but you, you, you throw the ball fast. Yeah. Well, I will have to worry about it when it impl- you know the implications are going to have uh, on on our team wherever that might be. Hopefully it's here in Boston, but it, that's that's the thing right. is that it's going to have well, implications I mean, okay, on the Let game. me ask you about that. Let me ask you about that then. I mean, the fact is that, um, you know, we've talked to a, the, a lot of the minor leaguers who've gone through this. I'm sure that when the rules came out, yeah. you talked to guys, and and it seems like the one thing I can't get past, Rich, was a pitch clock is yeah. the hitters. Right. The, is it, the, so, the, hitters, the hitters, like – to have these twenty million dollar a year guys yeah, who are no, used to I, what about the pitchers? Okay, same th- thing. Th- let me speak for the hitters. You can speak for the pitchers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but they get out, you know, and they have to be ready in eight seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you can speak to the uh, no. To the well, pitchers. okay. So here's a here's a question. This is okay. this is a better not not but this is a this is a good question. Okay. <laughs> Why? I like my question. <laughs> yeah. I like Rob's many questions. Sorry, Rich. Go when ahead. when you buy a ticket to watch an event, do you want to see competition or do you want to see it not no competition? Because if you buy a ticket to an event and a clock is going to determine, I should rephrase that. Do you buy a ticket to a baseball game to see the pitcher and the hitter compete, or do you buy a ticket to watch a clock make a decision? Okay. So uh, I know the answer to that. I would like the competition. Yeah. Um, and but when you say this, this is leading me to to believe that in that clubhouse, we talked. I talked to Matt Strom, mm-hmm. and I mean, like you didn't know this, so it was on the podcast. I know you're a loyal listener, but he was very vocal, very vocal yeah. about like this when that came down about how. And I get the sense it was more of like, hey, you guys didn't ask us. And so when that comes down, and what you're saying, it sounds like, hey, like let's let's re- reel back on the pitch clock a little bit. In that clubhouse, where you guys like, this isn't right. This is yeah. Everybody, it's not only the pitchers; it's also the hitters. Yeah. The hitters don't want to sit there. So and, they, they and, were not. Uh, the majority of that clubhouse was not on board with the rule change. Yeah, I would say ninety eight percent of it. Some wow. guys were like, "Yeah, this is this is going to be a good thing." You know, a few guys, probably one or two, but overall, the the majority, the overwhelming. I can't believe Franchi Cordero. Uh, like listen, I, if, if it was Franchi, I'm with Fra- I'm yeah. in that. I'd be in that two percent because Do- as a, as a viewer, yeah. as a consumer of the sport, right. okay. with a with a couple of young kids who I want to be locked into baseball, yep. I watch their interest just drag away. Okay. As and I'm forgetting his name, but the Baltimore Orioles, that last second to last homestand, it's the sixth inning, and he's I doing on my phone. Pitcher? Thirty-six Pitcher? seconds between pitches. Pitcher. Thirty-six. Yes, I'm forgetting his name now, but it was. Um, I, I can pull I it know, up. There, there's definitely guys that are. There's. There are 100. There are guys that are like, oh, here we go. Come on, let's go. Let's pick it up. There's no doubt. There. there guys is, who have pitched here. David Price took a long time between pitches. There's yeah. no. There. There are guys that take a long time in in between in between pitches. And yes, is there? The other thing is that nobody's talking about that you want the kids to watch the game, but they're going to be watching a lot more commercial time too. So they increase yeah. the commercial time. To 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 decrease the time that you're going to see on the field, right? So yeah, yeah the game is going to be sped up, but you're going to be watching on national games now. It's three minutes and thirty seconds in between innings. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna fall asleep? <laughs> they're, gonna be, they're gonna be on the iPad at that point. Was it? Yeah, but, was it the younger guys who were okay with it because they did this at the minor league level? You said ninety eight percent. That's a that's a big number. So I'm I'm curious well, who was for. So it. My, yeah, I, 
there were a couple a couple guys that were for it. There was one older guy and there was a uh, one younger guy. I'm not going to name names. Oh, we're just yeah, us. I know this. Yeah, 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 I haven't. I haven't. Come on, Jamie Martinez is leaving anyway. So <laughs> I haven't. I haven't made the full switch. I haven't retired yet. So, uh, so <laughs> the other side of it, though, too, is that you know commercial times are increased. I get that the minor league games were quicker and it was great for everybody you know two and a half hour games this was unbelievable two hours and 15 minutes i'm sorry but the stakes are a lot smaller you know that's a great point by the way the yep. innings seven through nine this is something in, in talking to some of the guys in the minor leagues yeah zach kelly yeah. and and these guys are they like yeah that's all well and good but in the minors innings seven through nine don't mean nearly as much no it's it's a, it, the, the minor leagues is 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 a is a development league for the major league team, that is what is it. That's what it is. It's not. It's a. It's a feeder system for the big leagues. That's exactly what the minor leagues is. I know. I played plenty of minor league games. <laughs> I know exactly how the the layout is, and the you know you got to get guys innings. You got to get their work in. That's what it is. Getting at bats, getting your work in, you know, getting your innings out on the field as a as a position player. Um, well, you mentioned health of the game, which we have to take a quick commercial break yeah. and pay some bills. But you, uh, the health of the game is in question right now because there are a lot of fans who all of a sudden hate. The new playoff format. I'm curious if you have an opinion on some of the great teams in the regular season already knocked out. And we want to talk about what's in store for you. You've talked about maybe a creative plan for next year, maybe some Team USA. Uh, Rich Hill's joining us in studio. Rob Bradford here as well. It's Mud at Night, WEEI. Mud at Night, special hour this hour. Hanging out with Rich Hill, former and maybe future Red Sox pitcher. We'll get to that coming up. Rob Bradford here as well. I know at the end of the year, uh, you said you want to pitch for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Alex Cora said he would vouch for you. Any word from Team USA yet? Is that on track? To is it a tryout? Is it like sure, come on and play? What what's the what's the plan? Look, yeah, I have. You know what, I Mike, I, I re- that would be great. It would be an honor to you know obviously represent the United States and and play in the World Baseball Classic. It's something that. Um, you know, I think every player would love to do and, and be a part of. Uh, you know, Mark Mark DeRosa, who is the manager, we we did uh, play together when, oh, when we were in Chicago nice. and and uh, back in the day. So, uh, you know, I did get a text from him and and uh, obviously talking with Trev uh, Trevor Story um, a little bit and just you know, I I just think it would be an amazing experience. But not only for that, but also um, to to get the opportunity to win. Um, to win a W was it text the that, American flag or I mean say that was, again was it text <laughs> was it text us an emoji of the American flag yeah, or something yeah we're just Is yeah, that saying you're on the team yeah or? that would be <laughs> a great tryout American flag there you go you made it <laughs> there you go. so but you're still waiting to hear officially or? yeah I mean I don't know when the team or how this all kind of comes yeah. together or you know I I had just mentioned it and you know I, and a little bit of a grassroots effort right so I'm not very we're, good we're at trying yeah I'm not very good at promoting <laughs> myself yeah I think. Rob Post on the website well, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll let Rich we'll Hill let, reiterates. Yeah, yeah. Play. I like to I like to let the work speak for itself. Yeah. So I think that if that does if that does enough justice, then you know, hey, that's good. All right. So I talked to you at one point, and you were toying with the idea of like the half season thing, yeah. which made a lot of sense to me. Um, at that point, you know, you have a son, eleven year old. He's he just turned eleven. Just see, I know that. I know exactly. Bryce, when Bryce's yeah, Bryce. He just is. he just had basketball tryouts. Happy tonight. birthday, Bryce! Bryce, yeah. you're doing a great job. Isolations for Bryce. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and and you made a lot of sense. Like, well, you know, you take half the year, you spend time with Bryce and your family. 
then you get most, not most importantly, but part of it is now I get to pick which team is doing really, really well that needs a starter, needs a pitcher, and halfway through the year, boom, here it is. But as it went on, it seemed, especially, listen, Rich, I mean, it, it reeked of 2015 all over again, what you did in September. Yeah. Like this run. And I don't know if that had anything to do with sort of the, the different – it felt like a different narrative that you wanted to maybe play an entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, did your mind change as it, as you were sort of understanding you were going to hit the finish line on a really, really good note? Yeah. I mean, it definitely uh, changed as, as the kind of the, from the midway point right before in that July kind of month and just thinking about, okay, you know, you start thinking about, you know, post baseball, what is going on this year? Is this going to be my, you know, am I going to come back? And then, you know, obviously having a, a little bit of a knee in- injury that happened in July, which was unfortunate. Um, you know, that kind of brought in a little bit more thought process of what is actually going to happen. And then coming back in August and September, and historically over my career, if if you look at my Septembers, they've they've always been uh, pretty quality Septembers as far as as far as I can remember. And um, you know, I think that was something that obviously we start talking about. Uh, clubhouse and building a championship team and how important it is to be around a team for an entire season as opposed to a half a season. Mm. Um, and that, that was something that filtered into the the discussion as well. Um, but, you know, I think the, the other side of it is, is being as close to home as possible mm. and it doesn't get, you know, much better than being here and playing with the Red Sox. And also when I say that, I mean that because you know that they're going to put together a championship caliber club going into spring training Mm. and being part of that, you know, which would be great. And what I'm saying is that, you know, staying home and being part of something special that could possibly happen uh, is, is very valuable over a a course of an entire season. All right. So the the, the follow-up obviously is any early talks with the Red Sox about coming back next year. Yeah, we we have we've we've you know we've we've talked and and discussed and had had lunch with with a few of the few of the guys in the front office and and understanding that there is uh, obviously a mutual interest there. So you know, waiting to see. I know that there are other players that they're looking to uh, obviously retain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some big names out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, could be the shortstop. Um, and under and I understand. So what you're saying, but I, but your <laughs> deal hinges on Xander Bogart. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's well, saying I, he's donating his salary to Xander Bogart. Yeah, right, what he just announced right, here. Yeah, well, you can you know, make yeah. it happen, Foundation. That's there it. you go. Where yeah, <laughs> at least part of the proceeds go to Xander uh, Bogart. That's great. Um, but yeah, so my my point is is that you know being being able to to stay home would be would be uh, would be great. Um, and it sounds like the family is a part of that too. Like I, I was listening to you in the post. I did not expect you to cry on the yeah, post game. Well, that. I don't know if you did either, but yeah. you definitely, it sounded like having your son around this year, definitely, did it mean more to you than you thought it did or thought it was going to here being home and having him around Absolutely, in the yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, when you're coming off of a game and you're, you're you know, you're obviously, you, you have the adrenaline flowing and all that and the emotions are going. I, I'm a very emotional pitcher. I don't know if you guys have watched me pitch, <laughs> um, but I, I take that out there because I wear it on my sleeve and it's something that, you know, you get asked a few questions and, and uh, it's 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 not very difficult to get me. So, well, uh, and in fairness, Will Fleming is the Roy Firestone of our generation. <laughs> so, I mean, he's going to he's going to elicit the tears uh, every single time. But it was great having Bryce around and and not just having him around, having him be part of uh really the clubhouse and the guys the, the other side of it was the way the guys were too. You know, the guys were unbelievable and that spoke to the clubhouse. 
It was an amazing group of guys. That's why it sucked so bad that we sucked. <laughs> I mean, that was it. That's that's what that's what was the most difficult part about it because, you know, you look around the clubhouse and it's like, you know, everybody was was pulling for each other and it, you know, it was it was that's what made it extremely difficult. But yeah, that is a huge part of it is um this season and and the emotions and everything that that came with it was you know, being able to have uh, Bryce part of that, and 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 my wife Caitlin too coming in, and and her, you know, being as much a part of it as as Bryce, and we were all together, and it was great. Being able to go home after the game and sleep in your own bed, it was it was awesome. So, unofficially, with these four teams left, do you think there's a rooting interest in that Red Sox clubhouse? You have the Yankees, and you have the Astros on one side. Mm-hmm. You had the Phillies with Schwarber and uh, the Padres on the other side. Do you feel like? I won't have you speak I, for the entire team, but no. who you might be rooting for, if anybody here. Well, I said the Phillies before, you know, before uh, before the. Oh, you post-season. picked them. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got a you. we got a gambling. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh. Sponsorship. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Right. Massachusetts. Yeah, I mean, Can't say that yet. Oh, wait, baseball. Yeah. Driving up to Nash. He's driving up to the Nashville Walmart right after the show. <laughs> I said I picked him. I didn't put any money on him. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, right. yeah, I felt you know that they obviously a lot of uh, you know ups and downs through the season and and the way that they've been able to rally together and and watch the way the starting pitching has performed and and the bullpen has been able to you know come through in the last month and and make this push into the postseason it just seems like they're playing with nothing to lose that's what they're playing that's how they're playing that's a dangerous team to play um you know when they're playing with house money and they're saying well nobody expected us to do anything you know obviously at the uh, at the break with the with the manager you know being released and and uh having having new kind of leadership come in and i'm just happy rob thompson you know the way being around him when i was around him in in new york for a brief moment he was a great guy and and it, it shows and it's great that they're doing you know what they're doing well the most important thing the seeing those them celebrate and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna yeah, the dancing on my own thing i'm sure it came from schwarber and that whole song whatever yeah um but I'm always fascinated by the the uh, protocols when it comes to the celebration. Like Dave Dombrowski, he has that backward hat and the flip flop, and he changes out of his gear and he gets into his celebratory gear. So when you you've been in these celebrations, these yeah. champagne celebrations before, what's the Rich Hill go to? Because the JD Drew go to was going home, uh, because he's just like, ah, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> and some guys, and you, then you have Papelbon with the beer box on his head or Arroyo. What's the, what was a Rich Hills go? Ah, uh, some champagne and a cigar. I That's think that, it? yeah, just yeah, back not, the yeah, yeah. I like to, yeah, I like spraying everybody with champagne and just you know, you know, ripping bottles open. It's great. I I don't know. It's just it's just you know. There's nothing like a postseason celebration and people don't understand know. like that. That it's such a long season. Yeah, I mean, that's why these guys act like they yeah and it is and and i think that the one thing that you know you have to celebrate the the victories and and every one of them is important winning the division you know getting into the uh postseason um you know obviously getting into the alcs or nlcs and then and then going to the world series um i would love to experience what it's like being the last team standing um but it is pretty special when you're you know the only two teams who paid for the lunch the lunch with the front office oh uh, the front office. Ooh, that's a step in the that's right direction. It's always a good sign. Of like it's a little... always a good sign. Things are trending well. <laughs> we got rich. We got this. We got. We got. It. We got. We'll take care of it. Did the, you get? The... The... Wait, who are the mozzarella sticks? Was that? Because <laughs> 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 when they say we're going to split the check, not a good, not not a good vibe there, Rich. It's not trending towards signing a deal. So, uh, uh, do you, did you get the sense though that is there a possibility or that that they say okay, yeah, listen, we'll. 
there's a possibility that we can get something done before we get into the meat and potatoes of the offseason, or was it one of these things where let's get into the offseason and see what happens? Um, I, you know, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not a, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of let's see what happens, and it's also, you know, something could possibly happen before uh, we get to the uh, let's see what happens uh, portion of the off season. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the Make It Happen Foundation is now giving its donations for Rich Hill. I was going to say you have to open like a, you have different clients than we do. The Make we, It Happen we, Foundation. We we disperse the funds in many different ways. So now. Congratulations. We All were right. dispersing. You can contribute to the Make It Happen Foundation. Are there any golf uh, outings in there in the Make uh, It Happen? That's our fundraiser. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, yeah, a portion yeah, yeah. goes to uh, your salary, but I'm not saying what portion might go to my is salary. It cigar, well. Is it cigar in the, on the golf course, too? No, no. Just on the, you know, just only for, uh, yeah, I'm not a, you know, big cigar guy. But I, you know, I love, I love the postseason celebrations. And, and you know, like I said, you should celebrate. And there is nothing like it. I, I, you know, ask guys what it's like to win a World Series, and just because it's you know that's that's what all players should want, I think, in the, in their careers when they get to a certain point, and and at any point, I wish I, you know, when I was younger, it was just kind of a little bit of a different mindset. You didn't really see, you know, supposedly down the down the road of of what was going to come. You always were just kind of caught up in the in the day to day, but. Um, you know, understanding where you're going and then obviously focusing in on the moment is extremely important during the season. But when you get there and you get to the postseason and, and your contributory factor of it, it's 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 unbelievable. Well, you made a lot of news today. Uh, Sign Xander. Mm. Brady's going to win a Super Bowl. Mm. Patriots aren't a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But but no commitment on Zappy Jones. That's the biggest topic in town. No commitment on the the second year guy or the rookie. Well, he yeah, said no, he said it doesn't matter. I I know, but he's, he, but he doesn't care. The like they're so, they're well, both so bad apparently. <laughs> no, I you know those those guys put it on the line every single weekend. It, they do. It's tough. You know we you know you can sit here and maybe one day I'll be sitting here and and criticizing guys. Oh, and all oh, that, but it is, I, I think so. I think it, so. It, 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 it is it, it it is something else when when guys are willing to do it every single night and put put it, put themselves out there and and. You know, the ultimate thing here in Boston is just take responsibility for your play. That is the biggest thing, and I think that everybody can respect that and understand that, and and that's what is appreciated here in Boston. Uh, he is Rich Hill, the former Red Sox pitcher. Maybe again, we'll we'll find out if the lunch went well at some point. Rob, like I said, trending well. They paid for it. Trending. They they paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it happen. Tracking. See? Make yeah, it you, happen. You want to stick around and do the trending for Mutt? You can do it. You no, can, he's you, beyond trending. Read off the score. When you have you no want. ability like I have, uh. you start doing trending. Rich will just step in and just do this right away. You can tell he's a natural joke. Because uh, dig right. He's gonna whether it's TV or radio, you're doing this. I got I got one question. Who's who's the head of the bobblehead that's just kind of missing the rest of the? Oh, that's something. Which one? Oh, the head right there in the middle. Is that JD? It's JD. Oh, JD's head got lopped off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Is that All a right. sign? There was a laundry basket. J- there, it was in a laundry basket, wasn't he? Was it? Was a JD up here somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Well, where's the Rich Hill bobblehead? Let's go. That's all right. Let's I don't, where is next the time Rich- you guys invite me back? Maybe if, you, oh, if I get invited back, I'll bring. Oh, listen, it. I got one. It's a Dodger bobblehead. Not only will you be invited back, you'll be collecting a paycheck while you. Yeah. Get I think you. I, I think you should be hosting the Bradford Show from oh, now on I the mean, Rich Hill Show, listen, featuring Rob hey, Bradford. Well, I'm not going to say the negotiations are ongoing. <laughs> they they weren't. Maybe the lunch wasn't that good. Well, look, as you as we know around here right now, traffic is not great. You know, it's so to get in here on a Tuesday, Rich. I thank you for hanging out with us and hanging out with Rob myself and uh talking some baseball and anytime you want to come back to rip the patriots or talk tom brady we are here every night six to ten rich thanks for coming in man mike thanks rob thank thanks, you guys rich. thanks appreciate it uh rich hill joining us in studio i see Kyrie thompson weei.com he watches the all 22s we'll get his take on zappy and jones and the patriot rookies hour three mud at night keep it here